Good morning. So nice to see everybody. How are y'all doing? Y'all good today? Would you stand with me? We're going to sing and praise the Lord and lift our voices on high today. As we get ready, here's the band.
this morning? Amen. It's straight from Scripture. Straight from Scripture. God is the Savior. God is the one that is mighty to save. He is the one that our salvation comes from. You guys know this song. I want you to sing it with all that you have this morning. This is between you and God today. Just praise His holy name right where you're standing today. Just praise His name. He is mighty to save.
Amen. You may be seated, please. What a great weekend. I want to welcome everyone. We're so glad that you're here today. Welcome to Crossroads. If this is your first or second or third time here and you haven't made it to our Welcome Center yet, I want to invite you to stop by our Welcome Center. We have a small gift just to say thank you for coming. I'd just like to get acquainted with you here at Crossroads. We're off to a great start here. Fall is is here, believe it or not, like it was 50 degrees the other night. This is crazy. Times are changing, and so is everything around the church. So we're getting ready to start up our fall season. So that being said, our last car cruise of the season is this Tuesday. So I want to encourage you to be here if you can come up. For the last car cruise of the season, that will be from 5 to 8.30. The concessions will be in the gymnasium. All the classic cars will be on the parking lot. You'll have a great time. I would encourage you to come out and check that out. Uh, invite a friend uh, for the last one of the season here. And then, uh, then you'll notice that on Wednesday evening this week at 6 p.m., the Canopy Kids for, their, for the clubhouse program on Wednesday night is having a meeting here at 6 o'clock for the leaders, all right? This is not for the kids yet. This is just for all the leaders if you're helping and serving. Um, and I want to encourage you, if you would like to help or serve, please seek out Chrissy McNeese and, or call the office, and we will help you. Maybe you can help out once a month or twice a month or every week. We'll take anything that you can help because this is a great opportunity for you to serve in your church. So I want to encourage you, if you're already signed up to serve, please be at that meeting. Otherwise, please see Chrissy McNeese, and she can help you uh, get connected to, to serving. And, uh, and then our following week, we'll do our kickoff. So on Tuesday of the following week, September 13th, I'm sorry, September the 12th on Tuesday, MOPS will begin. And so this morning we have our MOPS director, Allie Donahue, is going to share with you an invite to MOPS. So let's welcome Allie Donahue to the stage. Thanks so much. Um, Yeah, we're starting up another MOPS year. MOPS every um, second and fourth Tuesday of the month. Um, So two things you can be praying for. Um, as the new moms come, that we would be able to share the gospel with them. And if you know any moms, even brand new moms, last year we had someone come who was pregnant, had her baby after the second meeting, and she was, you know, right into a group of women who loved her and supported her, and now this year she's a leader. So if um, new moms, and even just moms who are struggling, who need that community, need to find some people, invite them. If there's moms in your neighborhood you see walking around, grab some flyers in the back table and invite them. Someone did that last year, and it had a huge impact on some of the women in their neighborhood. So... And we encourage that. Also, we have 65 kids already registered. We're always looking for help with the kids. Um, It's only two um, mornings a month if you're able or willing. We have some grandmas who bring the kids that they watch, and their kids get to benefit from the program. Um, Sometimes it's a grandma who literally just sits and holds the rocks and holds the baby, and that's a huge blessing, too, for that mom who just needs a break. Um, So encourage those moms to come. It's a hot breakfast, hot coffee, good conversation. We usually have a crafter or speaker. So thank you guys so much for supporting our ministry. Amen. That's exciting. Did you hear what she said? 65 kids. That's 65 kids that haven't made it to kindergarten yet. So that is insane. All right? So let's pray for them as, uh, as they are trying to organize that. That's wonderful. There's going to be a lot of kids here every Tuesday. So a lot of babies downstairs filling the nursery. That's in addition to our preschool. Our preschool will be starting on that same day with 50 kids from our preschool. So this place is humming. I mean, this place does never sleep. For thanks be to God. He gave us this building and we're using it as much as we possibly can. So I want to encourage you, uh, ladies, come on out to Mops. Get connected. That is a great way 
and, you know, uh, to connect with people in your own age group and get connected with people that are, that are going through that similar phase of life, and uh, you will be blessed. So I want to encourage you. That's on Tuesday, and I, like I said, the, our Sunshine Tree Preschool kicks off Tuesday. If you're interested in Sunshine Tree Preschool, call the church office and ask for Rhonda, and we'll get you some more information on the Sunshine Tree Preschool. But this place is taking off. Isn't it exciting? So God has been moving all summer. By the way, this church did not sleep at all in the summer. Uh, we needed one extra week to pull this together. So that's why on the 13th we were pulling together on Wednesday evenings for our Wednesday night kickoff. And that will be our canopy kids will be downstairs. Our youth ministry will be in the gymnasium. We'll have grades 5 and 6. And then grades 7 through 12 all in the gymnasium. That's going to be a wonderful, exciting time. And I want to encourage you and tell let, let every teenager in the church know and every teenager in the community know. Let's... We got the greatest party going on in town up here because Jesus is the center of it. Amen. So let's invite people to be here. Uh, we got a women's Bible study going on on Wednesday evening in room A two hundred seven. Nancy Baker will be leading a women's Bible study in A two hundred seven. Here in the auditorium will be the men's group. So I want to encourage you: come on out, get connected. Um, and I know many of you have dropped your kids off and leave. I want to encourage you: get connected. Like, that's okay to drop your kids off and leave, but it's even more exciting to get connected. Like, put your kid downstairs and then go to a group and actually meet some people and get to talk to some people and be able to do life together. And then I know we have a few life groups that are, that are uh, meeting, and we're going to be trying to, you'll hear more in the future here in the fall about getting more and more life groups going. These are just groups that meet in people's homes and talk about the message on Sunday and uh, encourage one another as we grow together in Jesus Christ. So... God is good. Amen. God is moving. I want to encourage you. Thanks be to the Lord for how he's provided for the church financially. Um, as, as, as we come to Christ, we start to grow. And one of the evidences of growth is when you give. Like you can say I'm growing. Well, sitting in church isn't growing. When you, when you grow, you begin to give. You, you serve. You give. You, you, there's things that happen. There's fruit in your life. And so one of them is giving. And so I want to thank you for your faithfulness in giving because it means you're faithful in growing. God has been growing you in many ways. And so I want to encourage you as you can give to the Lord, you can give in person here through the offering boxes on the wall. There are envelopes right in the back seat of the, uh, of this, right in the pocket in front of you. You'll see an envelope for giving. You place your gift in there and put it in the offering box on the wall in the auditorium or in the foyer. And, or you can give online, or you can give through the mail. And by the way, let's welcome our online gathering, would you? Let's welcome all those that are watching online right now. We welcome you. We're glad that you're with us. I think uh, some of them are on vacation right now. Uh, last week, whenever I was away, I was able to pull it up myself a little bit, and I had a little stand between my toes during church. It was all right, you know? So we're at the beach for a week. It was nice to get away, and uh, we're, we're even more excited to get back into action because this is our family. We love crossroads. Amen. Let's all stand together as we go to the Lord in prayer. And as we do, I want to remind you of one of our families that are hurting this morning. There are many families that are hurting. Um, I want you to pray for Hal Breinig. Hal Breinig has been in the hospital off and on for the last six months. Um, I went and visited him this past week on Friday, and uh, he's got a tremendous journey ahead of him. He's 80 years old, uh, 80 plus, and he is He's one of our faithful members. We love Hal. I want to encourage you to pray for him through all that he's going on. His, his wife had pneumonia. She had been in the hospital. She come home, and then he goes in the hospital. So if you just pray for, pray for the Brynick family. And then also if you'll pray for the Lennick family. Uh, Dawn Lennick is uh, one of our 
guy who's been part of our church for many years here. Don Lennox went home to be with the Lord this week, and uh, his viewing is going to be here at Kegel Funeral Home on Monday from 2 to 4 and 6 to 8, I believe, or something like that. Just check the websites for all that. 2 to 4 in the afternoon, and then the evening down here at Kegel's, and then 11 o'clock funeral here on Tuesday morning. So I want to encourage you to pray for them. Many of you know uh, a few of his kids, uh, uh, Christy Lannon and Tracy Byzinski, just to name a few. Uh, they've been part of our church for a long time, and so we want to lift them up before the Lord in prayer. Let's go to the Lord. Father God, we come before you, Lord, and we thank you for all that you've done in our church. God, this place that we call home, we, uh, we love this. We get to gather. We get to worship you. We get to know each other. We get to do life together. Lord, what a wonderful place you've given to us. God, I pray now that as we, as we look into your word in just a few moments, Lord, that you'll challenge our hearts, that you'll quicken us, draw us close to God Almighty, transform us from the inside out, Lord. Do what only you can do. Draw us unto you, God, and we'll give you the honor and the glory. God, we lift up these families today, the, the Lennox family, Lord. I lift them up to you on the loss of dawn. God, I lift up Christy and her family and Tracy and her family and, and all their, his other children and the grandchildren. Lord, there's a, a rather large family. I just pray you'll put your hand upon them. And, Lord, be with us this week as we walk alongside of those folks that are grieving. Lord, you told us in Romans to rejoice with those who rejoice and to grieve with those who grieve. Cry with those who cry. And rejoice with those who rejoice. So, Lord, this week we'll be doing that. We'll be rejoicing with some and we'll be crying with others. So, Lord, I pray that you'll help us as we walk with these families. We lift up Hal Brynick and his family, Lord. Thank you for uh, what he's done here, part of our church, Lord. He was, uh, it was on his heart to start the car cruise. And so several years ago we came up and started a car cruise because Hal Brynick wanted to reach, help reach the community. And so, God, we just look for you to continue to bless him and... Uh, Touch his body, Lord, and have your will and have your way. For we know that uh, you are the great God, and in the hand of the Almighty God, we are completely safe. So, God, I thank you for what you're going to do. Thank you for the giving of your people. Thank you how they've been faithful to you. And uh, I ask that you'll continue to grow us in faithfulness, Lord. Faithfulness in giving, faithfulness in serving, faithfulness in all the aspects of what you've called us to do here at Crossroads. God, now as we worship you through this next song, I pray that you will just prepare our hearts to hear the word of the Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
you are so worthy of our praise. Just saying your name off of our lips, Lord, makes the darkness tremble, Lord. The name of Jesus Christ causes our fears to want to flee our trials and tribulations. We can lay at your feet just by saying the name of Jesus. Jesus, your name is the name that we want to lift high. Your name is the name that we just continue to praise each and every day of our lives, Lord God. Let us not go a day, a moment without thinking of you and praising you, Lord. It is all about you because you are the God of salvation. You are the one that we love. You are a mighty warrior. As the scripture says, the way, the truth, and the light. No man comes unto the Father except through Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for making a way for us. Amen. Please be seated. you're here today as we continue in our series on exiles. We've been looking at 1 Peter. 1 Peter was a book that was written to the exiles. If you read the first few verses, it says exiles, foreigners, strangers in another land. And so what it was was these believers were scattered and spread all out, and Peter gives them lessons on how to live. So we've been walking this summer through 1 Peter chapter 1. We're going to wrap up 1 Peter chapter 1. And I've asked our youth pastor, Pastor Luke Sereca, to, uh, to wrap up 1 Peter chapter 1 this morning. Luke has joined our team last year in June. And, uh, and this has been a big year for him. He's gotten married this year. 
He's starting a new ministry this year. He has a lot happening in one year. So would you welcome Pastor Luke, our youth pastor, Luke Sarek, up to the stage this morning. And let's uh, hear from the Lord this morning. God bless. How are you guys doing this morning? Good. It's good to hear. Thank you, Pastor Ken. And thank you, Pastor Luke, for giving me this opportunity to share the word with you guys. Like he said, my name is Luke. For those of you who don't know me, yes, there are two Lukes. So uh, the kids have already given me a nickname. If you want to call me this as well, you are more than welcome to. I'm Luke 2.0. So if you would like to call me that, I give you full on permission. I am Luke 2.0. How are you guys doing? (laughs) And so, yep. So a little bit more about me. I'm 22 years old. I gave my life to Jesus and got baptized at six years old. And so God has been taking me on a wild ride. Um, I graduated from Liberty University uh, which with a, a pastoral ministry degree, which I also got to meet my wife, Claire. And we just so happened to celebrate our one-year anniversary a couple of weeks ago. And thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. And so... It's a really cool thing because to celebrate the occasion, I took my wife to one of her favorite places, Disney World. It's a very big nostalgic thing for her, so it was totally, absolutely my idea to go to Disney World for our one-year anniversary. And when we're there, we're having so much fun. There's actually some really fun rides. There's some good food. You get to meet a lot of characters. And so Claire, she's in her place. She's so happy. She's skipping around everywhere. She's like, look at all this stuff. And me, about halfway through, have this just giant blister on the bottom of my foot. So I'm like, yeah, this is so much fun. I'm having a blast. And I was watching Claire just having just so much fun, and we were just having so much fun, that I was noticing that there's only one other place where she's filled with so much joy and so much happiness. And that even though that we're at this place called that they say is the happiest place on earth, you can only experience once in a lifetime. But here I see Claire so happy and so filled with joy here at church. On Wednesday nights, she's interacting with all these students, and she's having so much fun with them, and I see the same smile. And we come home, I'm dead tired and ready to go to bed, and she's like, no, we got to stay up. I want to talk about the whole night. I'm having so much fun. I'm still awake. Let's go do something. And I'm like, no, I want to go to bed. But what's so great is that church is every week that you get to experience this joy and this happiness and this peace every week. And Peter is trying to tell this story and trying to say the same exact thing to these people in this letter. That even though that the world is scary and the world may be out to get you, but there's always a place in the family of God that you can always come back to every week. So if you have your Bibles or if you have your phone, please open them to 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 22. It will also be on the screen. Let's read this together. Having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth for a sincere brotherly love, love one another earnestly from a pure heart, since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and abiding word of God. 
For all flesh is like grass, and all its glory like the flower of grass. The grass withers, and the flower falls. But the word of the Lord remains forever. And this word is the good news that was preached to you. So before we uh, really break this passage down, I want to remind myself and you guys of the context of 1 Peter. So Peter is the author of this letter. And he was one of the 12 disciples of Jesus. And by disciple, he walked with Jesus every day. That for three years he heard every teaching of Jesus and got to walk with him. And at the end of Jesus' ministry, before he, Jesus went up to heaven, he gave the disciples a mission, which is, we also call the Great Commission. To go and make disciples of all nations, to baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and to instruct the people on Jesus' commands. And in this letter, we see Peter doing that. He's writing to Christians all over Asia Minor, which today, that's the country of Turkey. So Peter is writing a letter to all of the Christians spread out across all of Turkey that there is always a place to come back to. That the world may be out to get them. Christians back in that day were always under attack. They always had the possibility of being arrested for who they believed in and or even further be killed for what they believed in. And so in this passage, Peter is trying to tell these people and the main idea of this sermon that a forever love for a forever family comes from a forever word. And we get this main idea from two commands that Peter writes. Two commands. The first one is to love one another. Look at verse 22 again. Having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth for a sincere brotherly love, love one another earnestly from a pure heart. Okay, so this first sentence confused me a little bit. I was like, my soul is purified by my obedience to the truth. Peter, are you trying to tell me that if I just do everything in the Bible and I just obey everything in there, that's what takes me to heaven? No, that's not what Peter's trying to say. Peter is alluding to what Jesus said in John 14, where Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So when you, this obedience to the truth means that you submitted to Jesus. That when you heard the gospel, that you heard that you were a sinner and that Jesus died for you, and you believed in that, you were obedient to the truth. And this obedience to the truth brings you to a forever family, this sincere brotherly love. Now, this brotherly love has two components in it. It's to love one another earnestly and from a pure heart. I really like this word earnestly. Earnestly is, is a, it's an aggressive word. It's like aggressive. That you want to just share your love full on and you're like, I don't care who gets in my way, I'm going to love you. And with a, it's 100% devotion that fully you're ready to love somebody. 
And with a pure heart means that you have no motive to have love given in return. That you are willing to just give your love without expecting anything back. So this kind of reminds me of kind of me and my brother's relationship. He's about two years younger than me. So when we were younger, we argued all the time. We got on each other's nerves all the time. But despite that, we love one another. So originally, I'm from Philadelphia. And funny enough, Philadelphia is the city of brotherly love. So I don't know how you want to associate the sincere brotherly love with a city of brotherly love, but whatever, it's fine. Um, but so I visited him uh, a couple a couple months ago, and we hung out for a little bit, but then we went to bed, and we're both up in the morning, and I'm just chilling, I'm laying on my couch, and Logan comes downstairs, my brother, and he makes some breakfast. And, and I'm just chilling on my couch, I'm not really thinking of anything, and my brother comes up to me and says, hey, would you like me to make you breakfast? And I'm like, uh, Yeah. I would love for you to make me some breakfast. And so he makes me breakfast. We sit down at the table together, and I'm asking him about him. I'm saying, hey, like, like what, are you, what video games are you playing? What shows are you watching? What are you up to? How's school going? And so we're talking while we're eating breakfast. That despite all of the problems that we had and the fights that we had in the past, he wanted to go out of his way to make me breakfast not expecting me to make him lunch. And I asked him about what he's up to and how his life is going, not expecting him to reciprocate that. That's what the church family is like. That's what a forever love is like. Is that even though we may get on each other's nerves, that we can love one another. That even when the world is against us, that here in the family of God, they're for us. That there's always a place to come back to. That's what the church is like. Here's another example. I was, a couple, a couple years ago, me and my whole family, like my grandparents, my aunts and uncles, my cousins, we all went to Tennessee, right? And uh, Tennessee, you know, has a lot of mountains, so we went for a hike one day. And so we're going through this trail, and we come out to this bridge with a nice clearing. And at the bottom of this clearing is a, is a creek. If you say crick, or if you say creek, we can have that argument later. I say creek. But off the side of this creek is a big cliff. And so we're like, wow, this is a really beautiful view. I really like this. And then three strangers just roll up on top of the cliff, and they just jump off and then into the creek below. And they come out and they come out fine. Now, I'm sure some of you will look at that situation and be like, that looks extremely dangerous. Please don't do that again. We shouldn't be trying that. But in my brain, I say, I want to do that. And so off I go running to this cliff. 
And I, I'm like talking to these guys, where's the, where's the water? That's fine to jump off. They're like right there. Cool. Go. I'm done. I jump off and I come out and I had a lot of fun. And then after that, my cousins go and my uncles go and we're having a blast. But my younger cousins were a little bit more timid. They, they were too afraid of the high jump. They were too uncertain of the waters below. And so we're trying to encourage them. It's like, I jumped off. I did fine. Like, we all were fine. Like, you should do it. It's a lot of fun. But it wasn't until my uncles came up to them and said, would it make you feel better if I jumped off with you? And that immediately changed their minds. Oh, I would, I, yeah, that would make me feel so much better. So hand in hand, they walk up to the edge and they jump. And then they hit the water and they come out and my younger cousins are like, wow, that was so much fun. Again, again, again. That's what the forever family is like. That you can come to a place to feel encouraged, to feel at peace, to know that there's someone right by your side willing to jump off into the unknown and the scariness of the world outside. That there's always a place to come back to. That a forever love for a forever family comes from a forever word. Which comes to my second command. Because I bet you're asking, well, where do, where do you get this earnest and pure and lo- this love from a pure heart? It's like you said, you argued with your brother all the time. People annoy me all the time. How am I supposed to have this love for people? Where does this come from? The second command is to be transformed by the word. Let's look at 23 to 25 again. Since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and abiding word of God, For all flesh is like grass, and all its glory like the flower of grass. The grass withers, and the flower falls, but the word of the Lord remains forever. The word of the Lord remains forever. So, this beginning, this born-again part, is another allusion to Jesus and John chapter 3 talking to this guy named Nicodemus. And Jesus is explaining that born-again means that you believe in me. That you, knew, that you found out that you were a sinner and that you make mistakes. But Jesus, who is not a sinner, who has never made a mistake, took your punishment. That the punishment for sin is death. And he went and died on the cross for you. And when you accepted that and you asked Jesus to be forgiven of those sins and you were welcomed into the family of God, you were born again. Not of perishable seed, but of imperishable. Now this perishable seed, I don't know if you know this, But you come from a mommy and a daddy. Without your mommy and your daddy, 
you would not exist today. And your mommy and your daddy pass traits on to you. So, for example, my wife and my mom say that I am like a complete clone of my father. Complete clone. My eyes are blue because my dad's eyes are blue. I have a widow's peak because my dad has a widow's peak. I quote movies a little too much because my dad quotes movies all the time. So traits were passed on to me from my mother and my father. But if you are born again, you are not born of a perishable seed, but of an imperishable seed. That you aren't born of perishable traits, but of imperishable traits. That you can love one another earnestly and from a pure heart because God loved you first earnestly and from a pure heart. You can have a love one another because God loved you first. Because our flesh, our bodies are like grass. Our bodies we eventually pass away. One day we will no longer live on this earth. And our glory is like the flower of the grass. Our job promotions that we seek after, maybe the good grades that we try and go after, the money that we try to earn, the wealth, the status that we all try and go after, All of that may look good in the moment. It may look like a flower now. But like every flower, it falls. Now that may seem depressing, and I don't want to take away from your hard work. But what I'm saying is, all of that stuff perishes. It will go away. It will wither. It will fall. But the word of the Lord remains forever. This Bible will remain the same forever. If you want like an example and something that I found really cool from this, from this passage was that in here, Peter is quoting Isaiah chapter 40 verse 6. And the prophet Isaiah wrote his book in the Old Testament around 740 B.C. And Peter writes his letter around 60 A.D. So if you want to do the math on that, that's about 800 years. That Peter is writing this letter to Christians quoting his Bible at the day, 800 years, that was written 800 years ago. 800 years, and the Bible never changed. It remained the same. Now, here we are, in 2023, reading the same letter that quotes the same book. There's 2,800 years between today and when Isaiah wrote his book In 740 B.C., we're reading the same letter, quoting the same book. Wow. There was so much history 
So many things have happened where the Bible could have been destroyed. So much time had passed where we, w- we could have not have access to the Bible we have today. But we do. We have access to it right now. And it hasn't changed. And it will never change. It will remain forever. Do you accept that this is the word of God? Do you accept that this is the Bible? If you do, has it transformed you? Has it transformed you? When you read it, do you realize, man, I lie all the time. Man, I like to gossip. Man, I have lust in my heart. Man, I have so much pride. Does the Bible make you think, maybe I need need to put that stuff away. And I need to start focusing on loving my forever family. Has the Bible transformed you? Has it let you change who you are? Because Jesus loved you first. So your forever love for the forever family comes from the forever word. Now, as I wrap up this this lesson, I have two takeaways for you guys. Two takeaways. And the first is to love the family of God. Love your forever family. Maybe maybe you haven't you haven't been a part of this family for for a while. Maybe you just joined or you've only been a, for a year. And you need to get to know your brothers and your sisters. Maybe you need to get to know them. Maybe you need to start and join a small group or a Bible study on Wednesday nights so that you know who you can love. Or maybe you know your family, but you don't know how to love. You don't know what to do to love one another. Maybe you need to start serving on a Wednesday night that you need to be a part and to serve somebody and actually put your time towards somebody. Maybe you find out someone is sick and you decide that you want to make a dinner for them and so you send them a dinner. Maybe it can start today out in, the, in that foyer. That before you rush off to go eat some lunch, you have a conversation with somebody. How are you doing? What's life been like for you? How can you show love to your family, your forever family? What can you be doing? Maybe, maybe you aren't, you haven't been a part of this family yet. Maybe you haven't accepted Jesus. If you want to be a part of this family, God welcomes you with open arms. He wants you to be a part of his family. He wants you in this forever family. 
because He loves you so, so much. And if you want to be a part of this family and to have a new Heavenly Father and have forever brothers and sisters, here's all you have to do. Realize that you have sinned and you've made mistakes in your life. And believe that Jesus has saved you from those sins. That Jesus loved you, that he was willing to die on a cross for you. If you believe that, and then you ask God to forgive you of your sins, of your mistakes, you can then ask, God, please welcome me into your family, which he will welcome you with open arms. Takeaway number two, let or be transformed by the word. Let the word of God transform you. If you read that very last part of 1 Peter 25, it says, And this word is the good news that was preached to you. And this, good, and this word is the good news that was preached to you. In the beginning of the book of John, John writes, And in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The word is Jesus Jesus is the good news that was preached to you. Jesus is preached to you every day when you read this. When you read this Bible, Jesus is being preached to you. Are you being transformed by Jesus? By the Word? Or do you read your Bible because you want to check it off? To be able to tell people that you read your Bible every day? Or have you let it actually change your behavior so that you start showing the traits of your Heavenly Father? Has the Word transformed you? Because a forever word can change you. The main idea of this passage is a forever loved, an earnest and love from a pure heart for a forever family with a heavenly father, forever brothers and sisters, comes from a forever Word, a word that never changes and that lives and abides. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you that we can be with one another, that you provide people in our lives, that you don't just want us to have an individual, just a relationship with just you, but that we can be a part of a forever family. 
that even though the world may seem scary and that the waters are unknown, that we can always have someone who's ready to jump off with us. Lord, thank you so much for giving us your word. A word that never changed and that lives on forever. That we can continue to always learn from and be transformed by. Lord, be with us. Transform us. That when we go out into the foyer, that we can show love for one another, no matter how much they annoy us, no matter how much we may disagree with them, that we can love them because they want to love us back as well. Because you loved us first. And I want to give an opportunity for any of you who have not been a part of our family to become part of the family of God. If you would like to take the step to becoming a part of the family of God, I want you to pray this prayer. Repeat after me, either out loud or in your, in your heart, whatever makes you feel more comfortable. Repeat after me. Dear God, I am a sinner. I have made mistakes. But you love me. And you died on a cross for me. I believe you are my Savior. Forgive me of my mistakes. Lord, welcome me to your family, please. Amen and amen. If you have made that decision to give your life to Christ and to be a part of this forever family, please let me know or Pastor Ken know or fill out that blue connection card in the front of your seat. We would love to know that you want to be a part and you have been accepted to this family. Thank you so much. Amen. Let's thank God for the great message today. Excellent. Good job. Good job. Amen. I'm thankful for these young guys that God's bringing on our team. Isn't it exciting? Thankful for a great message today. I want to encourage you. Take, uh, take your Connect card. If God's speaking to you, you want to get more connected to the family, there's no better way than to jump in and, and serve, jump in on a life group. So if you'd like to do that, you just take your Connect card and on the back fill out and say, hey, I'd like to get connected more. I'd like to, maybe you'd like to be a part of a men's group. We have the men's group on Wednesday night coming up, uh, ladies group, life groups. Maybe you'd like to be a part of a life group that meets during the week uh, uh, off campus in different people's homes. Uh, maybe you say, I'd like to serve. Maybe you could serve once a month. You say, well, I can't serve every week because of my schedule, but I could serve once a month. Uh, listen, that's how it starts. And, uh, and just write, your, write that on the back of the card and, and put your name and then put it in the offering box. And we'll follow up with you here later this week after we get through Labor Day and all that fun stuff. And, but we, we want to encourage you to take this and, uh, and let God transform your life and, uh, and grow. Let's grow together. Amen. Amen. What a powerful message. Let's stand up together. And as we sing our closing song today, I want to encourage you to worship the great God that we serve.
here today. Greet each other as you leave. Have a great week. We'll see you next Sunday.